welcome to our newest Highlander chat. I'm Mike Smullen, Director of Alumni Relations at NJIT. Uh, and I'm very thrilled to welcome my guest today, Amit Panchal, Class of 2009 MBA. Amit, thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me, Michael. Hope you're doing well. Um, doing very well, thank you. Uh, as well as can be in this circumstance. Amit, how are you, most importantly? How's the family? How's everything? Well, we are well, healthy, and self-isolating like everybody else. <laughs> By the way, the only reason we are not wearing masks right now is because we are indoors, just so everybody knows. Governor Murphy, if you're watching. Um, so good. No, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that, Amit. I know you travel a lot between uh, the Seattle area, where Microsoft is based, and the New Jersey, New York area. I know you used to be based in New York, uh, where you hosted us for, for numerous events. So uh, how is this going for you? I imagine there's a lot of collaboration going on between you and your team right now. Uh, tons of collaboration. Now, one of the key things we're emphasizing is that in this time of isolation, what ends up happening is we end up working more. So I want to make sure to my team and my colleagues, you know, take the time to disconnect, be with family, make sure you're addressing the needs for your community, for your parents as well. And, you know, I want to give a shout out to all our essential workers, doctors, nurses, delivery drivers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for continuing to keep us afloat and continuing to keep the world afloat as well. So thank you to everybody there. That's great, Amit. Um, all right, so you have a title, Director of Competitive Strategy at Microsoft. You cover a lot of ground with that title, and you've been at Microsoft for quite a while now. Uh, as we've discussed many times prior, you use Microsoft Teams heavily. And in this period of time, uh, what I'm finding is that Microsoft Teams is becoming the software of choice for a lot of major corporations, a lot of uh, collaborative entities. Uh, so with that in mind, what are some of the features that Microsoft Teams you feel has as an advantage over Zoom, over WebEx, maybe over Google Meet? Um, and could you have foreseen the level of usage three months ago that you're experiencing right now? Uh, for, first of all, I don't think anyone could have foreseen the level of usage. Uh, if we had this you know, COVID-19 issue several years ago, I think we will all be in a different position. I think the cloud and the value the cloud delivers allows us to meet the ever-changing dynamics of the world along with COVID-19. Uh, and I think one of the beauties is the fact that we are all now become experts in remote work, remote collaboration as well. And uh, to answer your question, I, I think, you know, we have to go back to the roots of how do we collaborate? How do we work? And uh, imagine this, you begin your day, you open your email up, your boss asks you for some activities, some reports, and what happens? You go ahead, open up PowerPoint, you open up Excel, but you don't have all the information. You need it from your colleagues. So what do you do? You call that person, you reach out to them, you IM them, or you start sharing content. And all those different things were done in very fragmented manners. You begin the PowerPoint, you email it to somebody, they email it back to you. You had to find the information in a different database or in a different resource, copy back into here. All this fragmentation, you know what it did? It broke the thought process. It broke the thinking and, and the, the deep thinking you may have had to do your job really, really well. And where we see teams is taking all those disparate activities and helping you bring it to a single pane of glass. It's become that platform where you can, A, begin that document or that spreadsheet, bring in other colleagues to collaborate with you in that document, bring in other data sources, but more so also, it's keeping you safe it's keeping you secure while giving you the functionality of artificial intelligence, voice, video, bots, all these things together in a single pane of glass to help you do work better, 
of course, in a secure, in a confidential, and a compliant manner as well. That's great. So, so much of that obviously has to be based on data, usage data, what are the needs of customers and so on. Um, I know it's impossible to tell the future, but there must be stuff that you're looking at right now that's giving you some guidance in terms of where you're going to be headed in the future, teams, collaboration software, and so on. What do you think are some of the big trends that are on a horizon, especially I think given the fact, I don't know if you agree with this, that I feel as though our professional world is never going to be quite the same when this is done. So with this idea that uh, so much of how we operate is going to start adjusting or possibly adding new ways to collaborate, what are some of the big trends that you see in the near future? We see a high focus on automation. And think about it, Michael, even us together, right? We work in 10, 20, 30 different teams. Some are part of the company or part of NJT. Some are external. Some are offshore, onshore. We all work different hours. Number one, the work day. It is no longer the nine to five. It's a work blend, work life blend. And what happens is all these activities that we go through, whether um, you know, requisitioning supplies, all those were manual things. I had a requisition. I sent it to you for review. You approve it. You send it back to me. I send it to purchasing. What we're seeing now is a trend to use automated workflows where you know we won't working we're working remotely. Paper processes are very very difficult. How can we have workflows for requesting, approving, validating, and making sure all the inventories are received? All happens in a streamlined, you know, automated manner that can be done anytime, any place via your phone, via different hours as well. And lastly, you can see the status of these activities in a single pane of glass and a unified dashboard as well. Is where we see industry headed, and we also where we see customers making those asks to us. How can I streamline operations? How can I improve efficiencies and use the power of AI to alert me, to let me know what things are going low on inventory, to help me make decisions faster? Because one of the biggest problems we have in today's world is that there's so much data out there. How do you decipher that data and make better decisions? Because with all this data, one thing normally happens. You end up making wrong decisions faster. We want to avoid that. So bringing the functionality of AI, automation, and streamlining is where we see the trends happening to allow employers and customers and users to make better, more informed decisions. So you and I had the opportunity a few months ago to get together at NJIT's campus. Uh, we had lunch in Eberhardt Hall. Quick shout out to Eberhardt. If any alums want to come back to campus, please feel free to contact us. I'd love to treat you out to lunch. Uh, it's a great place. So uh, one of the things that we talked about when we were out to lunch was the different products that Microsoft has out there that you yourself use as part of your team. And I picked up a little trick uh, from you where anytime I get an email from my boss, it kicks off to me automatically. It saves it in a sheet. It adds it to my calendar at my next available time. I thought that was a bit of genius uh, and it was highly helpful to me. It was highly productive um, or helped me be highly productive. So I know you're talking about, uh, you know, we're talking about collaboration and some competition in the collaboration space. Um, you mentioned as some of the trends that are coming up, artificial intelligence, uh, some of these ways of empowering workers. 
uh, I believe that there's at least two products that I've seen from Microsoft that are starting to wrap up into that office, uh, or, or I should say Microsoft uh, umbrella. Uh, I know Power BI was one of the things uh, that was out there. And also something that used to be called Flows, and I think now is, is called Automate. Um, how do you see those all working together? I mean, you've got multiple products. How do they support each other? And how could I, as a user, use those to be more effective versus say a, a Google product or uh, some other collaboration product out there? So I think we can go back to our history. What, what was Bill Gates' vision, right? A PC on every desk, mission accomplished, right? And I think, you know, go further, the deeper goal was to democratize technology, make it ubiquitous, make it seamless. And you know, my, my mom uses Skype, you know, my grandmother uses her iPad to, you know, to call me as well. How do we democratize technology? And the next foundation, the next future is democratizing data. Think about it. If you had to go ahead and identify how many students registered, how many credits they're taking, and what is their graduation rate. To pull that data may require a data scientist, somebody from the IT team, somebody from uh, Bursars and Registrars, to try and mash this data up. What we're seeing is the, the goal and the focus for everybody is to give the power of the data to the user so they can do their job best. Whether you're in registration, or you're in finance, or you're in operations, give you the data so you can do your job best. So imagine facilities. The real estate lead wants to figure out how many desks should he have for the engineering one-on-one -on -one class. He can determine registration rates, figure out what kind of rooms he needs, what kind of technology he needs to buy, but give him that power as well. And you find out from the, the engineering department, oh my goodness, 2,000 people want to attend that course. Oh, maybe we should have two or three classes. But now the data can be analyzed, graphed, mashed up with Power BI for the individual person's needs. So we're seeing a lot of focus on democratization. Secondly is the fact that we also see ways to automate these asks here, right? Where if the 901 person registered for that class, what do we do? We create a trigger and an alert. And when 1,200 people are waitlisted, guess what? Automatically create a new class, identify the professor, and make sure the scheduling system happens automatically. So between automation, democratizing data, again, the goal is to help make decisions better, faster, and easier, and allow the people to do what they do best based on their specializations and based on their expertise and industry. So that's some of the key things we're focusing on for the future res as well, but also keeping in mind ability to share it, share it securely, share it in a compliant manner because we don't want to share social security numbers, credit card numbers, or any PII information. How do we make sure that the data is kept safe, shared only to proper individuals, but it also expires? If somebody else compromises it, how do we know about that? How do we trigger audits and alerts? That way we pass our audits and compliance scans as well. So combination of sharing while sharing securely as well. Yeah, that's great. Uh, you know, it strikes me, one of the things that you've that you've done in addition to your current role, you graduated with an MBA from NJIT. You also came back as an adjunct professor for a little while. Correct. Uh, when you're talking to the students in NJIT, uh, when you have talked to them anyway, uh, what sort of advice would you offer them to help them be more productive when they get into a new job? Uh, you know, we're, we're looking at a workforce that's going to be dramatically impacted by what's going on right now. Uh, what is something that you think is on the horizon that can help them get the edge over, uh, over someone else or help them be more productive at work? 
any, any corporation, why are we here? We're here to deliver a task, a completed project, but we are all here to deliver results. You can have a phenomenal engineer who is developing the next electrical system, but if he cannot communicate his ideas well to different folks in marketing, in advertising, in sales or product development, the idea may fall flat. So I urge each of my students, every student is to A, take a public speaking course. The ability to convey your ideas crisply and effectively is second to none. Secondly, project management. Nothing today is ever delivered or developed by one person. You need a team, a team of experts. We've all worked on, on the, uh, the car design projects. It wasn't a single person building that car. It was an electrician, it was an engineer, it was a robotics expert. We need a team. And how do you effectively lead, manage projects, identify risks, be able to articulate that and make those necessary asks is critical for any role, whether you're marketing, sales, operations, or engineering. It's important that you can convey and clearly say your project is at risk or is progressing well. And lastly, how do you make an effective ask? You can't simply say, oh my goodness, I need more money, or why? I'm gonna give you more budget, more time, more resources. What is the return as well? So I would summarize it as effective communication, effective project management. I would encourage every student to attend Toastmasters, take a public speaking course, and go further to get your PMP certification, which is a class I taught as well. Now that is interesting uh, information there. So I, I didn't actually realize you taught the PMP class, although that does make sense. I, so as I'm thinking about this, you are one of the people that I know uh, does the most traveling. Uh, it seems like every time we talk, you're in some other country or you're on some different coast of some other place, um, but you lead a team that's pretty broadly based themselves. What are some of the challenges that you've overcome in terms of managing a team that is so dispersed uh, throughout the globe, really? So one of the things, and I'll, I'll give a product pitch as well, we have a wonderful tool called Workplace Analytics. It helps define behavior patterns and is also a subset of tool called My Analytics. It kind of manages my behavior as well. So in, in My Analytics, it tells me, admit, you lead a multifunctional team, regional team. Are you A, connecting with them? You know, my colleague Vic lives in Omaha. My other colleague Tanya lives in New York and Brazil and South America. They go, admit, these are members of the team who work with you. You haven't spoken to them in a week. Why not? So it's it kind of triggers me, nudges me, and creates me prompts to say, hey, Amit, make sure you're connecting with the people who are important in your team, number one. Number two, it's also changed my behavior of how I work. It's told me, Amit, you have a project coming up. You haven't spent time to work on this, so create some focus time. Create blocks of time with no interruptions so you can actively do that activity, do that project. And lastly, it's made me into a better leader, a better manager saying, it's prompted me, Amit, why are we emailing at eight o'clock at night? Yes, you say there's no reason to reply, but you're interrupting a person at night and you're making them look at their phone. So why don't you queue your messages up so they go tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., or Monday morning? So it's kind of changed my behaviors as a leader, as a parent as well, saying, shouldn't you be out with your family having dinner? Shouldn't you put the phone down and have more focus time and uninterrupted time? 
And lastly, should you be connecting with more people who are important to you or important to your team as well as your bosses? So that focus on workplace analytics and my analytics has clearly changed how I behave, how I operate and how I engage as well. Oh, that is uh, that is a really great answer. And with that kind of concept in mind, I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, so I just have one last question for you. Uh, I have been thrilled to work with you, uh, not just in your position at Microsoft and as an alum, but also as a former member of the alumni board uh, who had been dedicated there. So what is it that drew you to connect back with NJIT. I mean, we have uh, so many great people who are dedicated to the school, and I, I think it's an inspiration to me in my role and certainly to other alumni. So so what drew you back to stay connected as an alumni leader? Uh, I mean, got to give back to the community, right? I wouldn't be where I was without p people uh, who were before me. Yeah, I stand on the shoulders of giants, right? So I want to make sure, A, we give back to the community. But secondly, I, I think looking at a broader global scale, we need engineers, we need people because the world is changing. Every industry has to have a technology focus. You know, it doesn't matter if you're selling widgets, selling cars or selling advertising. Everybody must have a technology component to do three things. Engage with the audience, find new customers and build better products. If you can't do that effectively, I, we lose a gap here. So having technology as a driving focus with your constituents, with your students, is what you know empowers me, and you know make enjoy allows me to enjoy giving back to the community as well. All right. Well, with that in mind, uh, Amit, thank you again so much for joining us. This has been a real pleasure. Uh, I look forward to continuing our connection, no matter where you are in the country or around the globe. Uh, and again, my best wishes to you and your family for a safe uh, and healthy spring, and frankly, at this point, a safe and healthy summer as well. No, thank you for having me. Really appreciate it, Michael. Thank you. It's my pleasure. All right. So that was our latest Highlander chat with Amit Panchal, class of 2009 MBA. I encourage you to leave any questions for Amit in our, uh, our conversation under YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you're seeing this. We'll be happy to forward those questions on and get some responses for you. In the meantime, I hope you stay connected to NJIT. Please visit our website at njit.edu slash alumni. Uh, if you'd like any updates on how NJIT is handling the COVID uh, crisis, please check njit.edu and you'll see some notes there. Again, my name is Mike Small and I'm executive director of the Alumni Relations Program. If you are interested in participating in a program like this, please feel free to reach out to me. You'll find my contact information on our website. And in the meantime, I wish you all the best and have a great day.